0: Unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail Warzone Podcast.
1: The first thing I want to do is Stephen reached out to me and said, hey, let's give away some comics. So I posted it on Twitter, but there's a lot of you who might have been on Twitter that did not make the actual cutoff, and, you know, there's people in the chat that doesn't use Twitter, so I'm going to show you what we got going on here. So in honor of tonight's guest, while working in retail, grocery, or service, if you were allowed one superpower, what would it be, and how would you use it? Be as descriptive as you want, best answer wins a set of the retail comics courtesy of Stephen Petrovili tonight. So, there you go. So, you've got till the end of the show to kind of figure out what you want to do. Don't don't flood the chat now. Just think about it, uh, you know, when we get towards the end. Then you'll be able to throw up what you got. And then we'll go over the Twitter responses. And our guest tonight gets to choose the winner. So, oh, Hybrid wants to know if they're autographed. We'll ask him here in just a minute. So, we're going to go ahead and do our typical thing. We're going to get into some headlines. Demand has slowed, but seasonal retail workers remain in short supply. Shocker. Uh, also, the links to all these articles are in the description of the video. Um, 30 retail employees share the things that customers do that they can never forgive. Um, that's a fun one to read. Uh, GameStop lays off employees. Again, they, uh, some their earnings just came out. It wasn't really good. So if you want to check out that kind of tomfoolery, go right ahead. Um, This was a good one. Why retail employment plummeted in November. That's definitely worth the read. Um, U.S. Labor Board charges Apple with using illegal tactics against retail workers. Board rules that Apple violated federal law in its effort to prevent unionization. Shocker. Um, This has been all over the news the past few days. Will persistent theft compel Walmart to raise prices or close stores? Um, Let me just say this. Walmart starts closing stores. Everybody better duck and run because when you're the leading employer in 26 out of the 50 States and you start closing stores, there's a storm coming and everybody better be prepared. Um, next topic, uh retail employee CLS chaotic black Friday, which really goes against some of the financial reporting, trying to beef it up that they're actually, you know, black Friday was actually pretty decent. I don't think it was. Um, Grocery employees, the missing link for a dream Christmas for retailer and consumer. Um, Well, I don't, you know, as far as Christmas dinners and stuff go, uh, yeah, grocery employees are, are going to be very, very important. You know, holiday parties, school parties, church parties, all sorts of parties. You know, they're going to, you know, I guess people have cranberry sauce for Christmas dinners as well. Uh, we didn't run out, so we're okay. Um, Keeping employees safe in the face of rising retail crime. That's an important one. Um, it, it, You know, that's something that really, really needs to be focused on because as the world gets more unhinged, there was just an article the other day where uh, a lady got into an argument with an employee at Dollar Tree. She finally snapped and called the lady a Karen, and then her husband walloped the lady who called her a Karen, the employee. So it's crazy out there right now. Um, this is a good one. Why some in New Jersey should be forced to to work in a retail environment. It's an opinion piece. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Why retail leaders should plan a store visit before the holiday season. A store visit can provide a boost to staff morale and uncover what works well on the retail sales floor. That is the most garbage headline I have ever read out of all these headlines and headaches I've ever done. Because if you work in a store, you know what happens if a planned visit comes. It's chaos. It's chaos whoever's coming doesn't see what's going on in that store. They don't know it. it you know, you got your managers running around working you to death so they don't get in trouble because they haven't been doing their job. It, it's just that that's the most nonsense headline I think I've ever seen. I, I, I was just, that's the reason I put it up here. The article, <laughs> the links in the description, uh, go have you a good laugh at that one. Um, Mental health tips for retail hospitality employers ahead of holiday season. That's a good one to take a look at. Actually, uh, there we go. All right, and real quick, shout out to our sponsor, The Serving Times, poopable news satire for the customer service community. All right, so having said that, um, please allow me to introduce our guest this evening, Stephen Petrovelli. How are you, sir?
0: I'm Doing great. How are you doing? Doing
1: well, except for this 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 technical snafu that's going on. That has never happened the entire time I've
0: used this. Uh, me and some of my comic friends have been a little have been quite uh, what's the word boisterous about our opinion on AI uh, art, and so maybe the AI is uh, coming after me now. Well, so. you
1: know, and and that's what sucks because the second the second slide discussed that, so. We'll get into that as well because I mm-hmm. think that is a, a topic worth discussing. Uh, real quick, we're going to check uh, the chat to see if anything. Um, yeah, our store visit does what? Exactly. Exactly. Um, and somebody's blaming blame tag for something. <laughs> um, uh, oh, blame tag did it. Blame tag probably sabotaged you and didn't show up. Uh, he's he's working, so I don't know. I, like I said, something really weird went down with the system like right before I started everything up. But, oh, look, I've got a bot that wants to offer me promotion for channel views. We're going to block that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so tell us a little bit about what you got going on, Stephen. What's, what's been
0: going on since the last time you were here? Um, So kind of the big news with it is that issue four of retail has released. Um, I debuted it at Baltimore Comic Con uh, this year and it got uh, a very I I was really surprised and pleased with the reception um, that it got. Um, Personally, I think this is the best issue yet. Um, The art is by a a other Philadelphian uh, named um, Jay Rollins. Um, incredible guy, incredible artist, um, and definitely gives Philadelphia a little bit more of a voice in it, which I really love. Um, and I had one of my very, very good friends, um, Krista, uh, I always mess up her last name, Krista Hard, 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 they're going to kill me um for that but I mainly call her cabbage it's a nickname so wow. um they came in and helped edit the book and made it a million times better
1: so now w- um, the one that you sent me was that was that basically final as far as the the writing goes oh yeah
0: yeah yeah i yeah the one i sent to you was done done
1: yeah that that was great look guys the the first three were fantastic the the the, the fourth one's good <laughs> it's really really good
0: mm-hmm.
1: so so um when you're at the comic cons mean, how many have you been been to now so far?
0: I mean, I'd always like to go to more, but I mean, I go to Stebby at least, you know, two, three a year. And that's like, compared to some people, that's nothing. Um, of course with COVID, you know, cons basically stopped. Um, there wasn't really anything to do. They tried virtual cons, but it honestly just did not work and it wasn't really helping anybody. um, So, now that cons are back, um, I've been able to do Baltimore. Um, I've been... um, I'm going to try to get to C2E2 this year. I'm always doing New York Comic Con. Um, You know, trying to get myself a little bit more out there when it it comes to there. But... uh, The one thing that I did recently was I actually started a bar con with a local uh, bar called Tattoo Moms. And I think... Nine times out of ten, if you talk to somebody from Philly and bring up tattoo Moms, they're always going to be like, oh, the place is great. Um, and I actually got a couple local Philly creators, and we have about five of us total um, and, you know, just hung out, sold stuff. People came in um, and bought stuff, and now I'm doing a second one in February. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So, you know, if there an opportunities, trying to create those opportunities to at least get the work out there and talk to people. And then also, you know, help out other creators. Um in, in the philadelphia area and you know just independent creators overall
1: well the Barcon idea sounds great because it's it's smaller obviously yep. it's more local and grassroots and mm-hmm. like you said as far as helping other creator creators that'd be that's fantastic i mean that that's a, a great idea now when you debuted four um mm-hmm. you said that was baltimore comic con correct yes yep. so mm-hmm. what what kind of feedback you've been getting at these comic cons I mean, I know, uh, I know basically for at this point, you're still basically, you know, trying to get yourself out there and and still, you know, it, it's an uphill climb. But, ha, you know, is it working for you?
0: I mean, yes. <laughs> um, I'm still kind of surprised when people uh, I had someone at the comic book shop who I was I always the local comic book store, Atomic City Comics, um, take good care of me. I, I was dropping out some comics to sell and the guy just like looks at it. He's like, oh. He's like, wait, do you make retail? And I was like, yeah. And he's just like, oh, he's like, I bought one through three. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. So I did have some returning people, which was great. Um, I always have a lot of new people who come up and and uh talk about the book. And I think uh the most the most thing that I hear from most people is it's extremely relatable. Um and that's really what for me what it was what it was all about creating a very realistic story about what it's like to be in your late twenties. Um, you know, kind of working in retail. Um, I, I really didn't want to make it like sitcom-esque. I didn't want to have some crazy shenanigans. Like, I wanted to be like, you know, if you're working retail, this is probably what your life. This is probably what the life is like. Yep. Um, and some parts really suck, and then you have other parts which are which are great. And especially with issue four, um, it goes in a lot into. You know, family is the family that you make. Maybe not so much the family that you know you're born into, and how finding those people and surrounding those yourself with those people can really help you move forward. And issue four is the first time where the whole cast and ensemble really comes together, um, and that's really what got me excited uh, for writing issue four. Just like altogether, is that all these characters that I thought about for so long are finally all finally getting to uh, to meet
1: so what what's your your roadmap I mean like how many how many issues do you foresee?
0: so I always make the joke that I'll keep writing as long as people keep buying it um but honestly, if no one's buying it, I'll probably still write it <laughs> um but the plan for it is uh, now honestly is um in the new year um I'm looking maybe spring uh honestly just depends on cons and how everything's looking i'm going to be launching a kickstarter for issue five and that will be kind of the it will be the tail end it will be the last issue for what i'm basically in layman's terms, season one of retail okay. so um it's going to be a nice thick a uh, little bigger than some of the past books um, and that's why I'm taking it to Kickstarter. Um, I'm kind of working on the Kickstarter right now and rewards and going through all that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm looking, hoping maybe March, probably March-April, um, you know, when that will be actually launching. And you know, I'll always, you know, things change. I'll update stuff on Twitter. But um, that's kind of the goal right now. And then for the next story arc or season, or whatever you want to call it, I have... I was actually just talking to my wife and to my editor, uh, Cabbage, about an idea that I had, um, and they both really liked it, and so I'm very excited to move forward with the project. I had, honestly, the first panel in my head uh, today while I was at work, or the first page, I guess you could say, or first mm-hmm. couple panels. Um, and, the, you know, that stuff is still very much in, you know, not ha- hasn't really been written, just a lot of ideas. Um, but I have a good idea of where I want the next kind of round of books to go. Um, and the kind of the way that I'm looking at it is doing, um, you know, oh, maybe, you know, four or five, you know, five or six issue runs. Then I kind of slap those all together and then there'll be a nice little, uh, in in comics, we call them trade paperbacks, um, Mm -hmm. or, or graphic novels or whatever you want to call them, but basically it's going to be all the issues kind of smacked together in one. And then, so, you know, if you want to just get one issue, you can, if you want to get the whole, you know, if you want to save some money, just get all of them together in one book, you'll be able to get that too.
1: So I was going to ask you, cause you know, I'm I'm a big kiss fan and, you know, McFarlane did the, the kiss comics there for a long time. And I haven't found one yet. Cause I mean, I, I need to, and they had like a compendium, you know, that was like all the issues in one. So I was going to ask you if like at the end of each quote unquote season, would mm-hmm. you, you know, try to do yeah. something like that? So Oh yeah,
0: yeah. That's 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 the goal, uh, when it comes to all of this. You know, if if the Kickstarter does well enough, you know, there's 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 ideas of, you know, putting the graphic novel as part of it. And so, you know, but that, again, that's that's kind of in the future. So I haven't um I can't promise anything along those lines. But it's definitely it's it's something that a hundred percent is uh eventually gonna happen. It's just, you know, once it's you uh Five is all said and done. And uh, yeah, the Kiss comic... Wasn't that the one where Gene Simmons' blood was in the ink?
1: No, that was the original. That was... Oh, I'm, okay. I'm not going to go I, I, down that rabbit hole. That was like 77. <laughs> but anyway, no, no. Yeah, it, the, the 77 Kiss comic, the, the whole scam was all four <laughs> members dropped a vial of their blood in the red ink.
0: Yeah, I remember. I, I'm a, I love comics history, and that's... Um, kissing comics like there's a lot of crossover there oh, um and I mean,
1: so entered into the comic verse with uh, i believe it was howard the duck
0: oh, howard the duck is great it's it's so good
1: but so let me let me ask you real quick like what's your distribution like are, are, are you doing all this independent or
0: yeah
1: okay so like what kind of time frame are you looking at or hoping for to where it's kind of mass distributed
0: into like comic shops So, I mean, that's the goal when it leads to anything. Um, When putting a time frame that is really tough, and it's for a lot of different reasons, um, I understand that this book is not what a lot of people are looking for when it comes to publishing a book. It is a black-and-white slice-of-life comic. It is indie as it comes. Um, And some publishers, honestly, to them, it stops stops right there. And so... um, for me, I have other works that, I'm, that I am working on besides retail. Um, I just had a Western, futuristic Western come out called Railgun, which was so much fun to work on. Um, you know, I have a series called Sweetie. So I have other things that I'm working on besides retail. But retail is kind of like the passion project. The goal would be eventually to basically either have a publisher come through and then get it through the distribution which primarily is a company called Diamond. Um, now, if you want to talk about going into monopolies and all that stuff, recently it's changed because Marvel and DC and some of the other comic companies have changed the distribution. But for a very long time, there was one distribution company uh, for comics.
1: Oh, uh, that sucks. That really does because yeah. they can kind of pick and choose, and it really it would really hurt, you know, independent creators coming into it.
0: It's really tough for independent creators to get into like the previews which is so pretty much how ordering comics goes and this is kind of getting to the nitty-gritty but like i feel this is an audience that might actually appreciate that um when it comes to ordering comics uh, a lot of times you know you're and i worked at comic book store so i know this for a fact uh, you know 90 percent of your budget goes to marvel dc and like some of the big you know indies like walking dead and stuff like that that gives you and that's that's like a nice chunk of 10%. Like, that's good. Some comic stores probably don't have any. But you could give to independent books. And the way the previews basically works is it's by different publishers. And the only way that a kind of a person like myself who does everything, you know, creates it, publishes it, all that, there is a set amount of comics that you would have to have Mm -hmm. to then be involved in there. And from that, you would have to, again... Um, you know, you basically would would have to talk to different comic book stores and hope that they purchase it. Um, I have, um, you know, a, one of my really favorite comic book buddies, honestly, one of my best friends, uh, Jared Luhan. Uh, he has had a great book called Crash and Troy come out, and it was an indie book. It was a smaller book, but uh, him and his publisher, basically, what they did is they had to call we have a bunch of comic creators. Um, the, uh, we, they've compiled lists of comic book stores and contacts. So basically you're going out and you're contacting them independently. Like, Hey, this is the book. This is the pitch. You know, if you want and for them it was, Hey, if you want to order it, this is the order code to do through diamond. Um, you know, for someone like me, it would be long. It would be along the lines of basically, Hey, is this something you're interested in is so, you know, here's the wholesale price, you know, and going from there. So it's it's a lot of... It's, you know, for most indie creators, and even when stuff is published, you know, if I had books that come out from publishers, the only marketing that's done is, is pretty much what me and the artists do. So a lot of times, you know, that's, that's all it is. So getting it into the comic book stores is always the goal, because the one thing that I truly love about comics is that once you get it on the shelf, it's the same as everything else. That
1: You know, but the way you described it, it sounds really, really kind of like old school. Mm-hmm. I mean, old school back in the day, you know, try, trying to become like a famous musician. You know, you've got a demo and you have to go shop it around and you have to give them the pitch and, and hope somebody listens, you know, and, and likes what you do. You know, it's amazing to me because with, especially with, you know, the retail series, there's got to be some like niche place that you can get it to that would just you know skyrocket, you know. And I mean, obviously, you know, you can't be like, "Hey, Walmart, do you want to sell this?" Because you know, <laughs> once they start reading it, oh no, we don't want this. But there, you know, there,
0: it, there are there are several publishers that I've talked to um, that have given me great responses. I, there's one in particular um that i don't they don't want to name um but i've talked i've had good conversations with um when i you know sent the comic uh to them that i had a great conversation uh with one of the higher-ups there and his response basically was like look like i really you know it, i always say it's the nicest rejection letter i ever got um because he, it wasn't just a, like, this isn't for us. Like, he went out his time and wrote, like, you know, I really enjoyed this. I thought you did a, a, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I thought you did a great job. This is a good story. You know, at the time, this isn't something necessarily we're looking for, but, like, why don't you try Kickstarter? Why don't you try this? And, like, kind of going out other avenues. And I've, I've continued, uh kept in touch with him and uh, sent him each, uh you know, like, I think I sent him one and two, and then so when three come out, I sent him two and four. And I always say in the email to him, like, this isn't me resubmitting. I just want you to continue to be able to you know, this is me just continuing, like, you know, hey, the story's still coming out. Because for them, there's also a lot of risk when it comes to someone who, I was actually, um, there's a thing that was going around Twitter today with comics creators about how a lot of comics creators are doing shorter series now, Mm -hmm. where it's a four or five issue instead of, like, what's called an ongoing, which would basically be like, you know, like Spider-Man or Captain America, where you basically have a new issue come out for years and years and years. And the thing is, and the reason why I also understand from so if you have a comic book company that's worth their salt, you know, they're going to pay for the publishing. Uh, They're going to pay for any type of advertising they can. Uh, They're going to try to, you know, get into comic book stores, maybe try to get you to do some signings and that they would be doing it with an unknown with someone that doesn't for as far as they know, doesn't have a fan base. And for four issues they're because, and then they also have to hope that I keep making issues. Right. Because if I'm saying, Oh, I want this to be a, 100 page graphic novel or something like that's the goal they don't want it now they want it when it's a 100 page graphic novel because at least it's done right and that they don't have to risk of like yo steve flaked and you know so like now what do we do so i understand it from their point of view i really do um and there are I, I, there's a book right now that again my my editor cabbage is, is is working on and helping me with the pitch for because i think this is a book that a lot of companies would be interested in i know retail's not that and it has nothing to do with the quality of the book it has everything to do with what the i would just say when you tell people comics they think superheroes they think oh, sci-fi right. they don't understand that there is a large slice of life um kind of like independent scene in comics and for me you know i've loved writing retail i've Again, I always say I have like the yin and yang of, of um, when it comes to people that buy my books at cons. Most comic most comic buyers at conventions are dudes, um, and who are wearing a superhero t shirt. Yep. My biggest sellers have been to women um, and non comics readers.
1: Oh, and see, and that, that's the thing. You, I was just thinking you're kind of doing with the comic. It, it's almost like a, you know a print version of what kevin smith did with clerks i mean it it really is you know because you're telling a story you know you've got the story that that you're running with but it's like you said it's relatable to everybody who works in retail man we got to find some way to get this stuff in the hands of people (laughs) that that work retail And, and that's the thing it's like you know there's not like You know, because people work retail, and we like all sorts of different stuff. We like sports. We like, you know, music. We like whatnot. And comics sometimes aren't, you know, on the radar. But the fact that it's so relatable, I mean, there's there's got to be some way, you know. And and I can see where, like, major publishers or whatnot would look at this like, well, you know, that's a – that's a really tricky market and that's a certain kind of person that's going to want it. And we don't want to invest money in it. And and, and I get that. And, you know, when you start your Kickstarter or whatnot, that's where the retail community, especially on like Twitter really needs to jump behind you and push this stuff because it's not only a story that you're telling, it's a story for
0: all of us, you know, it's, that's what it is. and, And that's what it, and that's honestly what it really, what it comes down to for me. And you know, why again, um, I, I'm also very protective of it is because for me, I, I, um, it's it's telling my story. It's telling my friend's story. It's telling retail workers' stories, you know? Um, there are direct, you know, references to things that happen, um, you know, that's happened to me, that's happened to friends that are in the book. You know, everyone always says they want to read something that they can relate with. And... I could go on a whole discussion about how I think actually Clark Kent is much more relatable than Bruce Wayne and Batman all that and Superman all that stuff but I'm not uh but if you can read a book and say like yo that character's like me it, it takes it it really can emotionally bring someone in and I was having a conversation today uh with a comic buddy um cuz he also just had a new book um he had a book come out and he's gotten some great feedback about it and you know for people you know I want to tell a good story that's really what it comes down to do I want retail to somewhat be an escapist yes but my real goal is is to I would love to hear that someone just had a really shitty day like I don't want them to have a shitty day Right. that's that's no more thing but if someone's having a bad day maybe they had a customer yell at them maybe they've had and they read the book and they say oh man like I get that helps you heal makes you feel better i'm not the only one who's dealing with Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff and that's what it's really that's what it's really for for me is you know just one letting people see that but then also letting them know there's a light at the end of the tunnel that you're not the only one who's dealing with this stuff whether you want to continue in retail um or if you want to you know find something else if this is part-time like whatever it is you know i kind of go over all of that is that there are a lot of different aspects when it comes to people that work in retail um and kind of what they what they're doing for a career Mm -hmm. and you know i want to kind of make it i kind of want to show a little bit of everybody i want to show the people that you know this is their this is their career this is their job this is people who are doing this till you know maybe they get something else this is and honestly what a lot of it is besides bartending you know a lot of creative people comic creators uh you know singers actors all that kind of stuff you know being able to have something just you know to help you fund what you really want to do and um i try to you know show that often as as um as much as i can in the book itself well
1: you know and given what you're writing about your source material is like never ending Oh,
0: it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah, that, that's the thing is that I, ha- I already have, um, I'll, I'll, I'll even, I'll say it. Cause it's not, it's not the So one of the scenes that's going to be definitely in the next one is one of my more recent, just like dear customer things, which was, um, so I was, cause I'm, I'm working um back in retail. I forget that, uh, part-time and then working on the book too. Um, and God
1: bless your soul. <laughs>
0: And I had a, an, I'll just say an older lady, um, who it was about our store opens at 10 o'clock and she was at the door like nine 58. I'm just like, store opens at 10, like in my head, I'm just like store opens at 10. And, and, um, so we go. So I remember I go or someone, cause we have the put, you don't necessarily have to unlock it. We have like the push on the other side. If that makes any sense. Basically, one of the associates opened the door, said, hi, ma'am. I was like, oh, because you usually think when someone's there at open, they've got a plan. They said, OK, I need to get here at open because I need to go get this. You know, they're very focused. She comes walking in. He's like, oh, what can I help you with? She's like, no, I'm just looking around. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, for someone that really want like, that's the thing that I don't that's definitely one that's going to go in there because for me in my head, like the retail, you know, just all the words I wrote in retail, when someone's bashing down your door, they have a plan to want to do something. They're not just like, Oh, I'm just going to look around and browse. Just like, yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. And I have more stories from my new work. I have stories that's still from my old ones. I have friends. You um, See,
1: and that's the most amazing thing about what you're doing. Cause like, it never ends. It's always something new. And, you know, that, that will give the series a life of its own because I don't think we run out of stories until we die.
0: Yep. I, one of, one of my personal mantras has been everyone's life. Um, every crap, you can turn anybody's life into a story. It's just how you, um, angle the camera. Yep. Uh, and that's again kind of what goes to retail like there's one in issue four where there's an older woman who's yelling at an associate because she believes the shorts are too short and she's just (laughs) like how can you sell these shorts this is too short you're selling these to you and and i i I, it wasn't me luckily but i just remember it was like we have no control over how short the shorts are we we get the stock and we put it out right like if you want to talk to somebody you know you know call them or whatever, you know, there's, there's nothing that we can do about it, but those are certain things that I, I always, when I wrote the book, I didn't want to just be a, you know, customer, you know, the dear, just dear customer constantly. There are books that have been done that, um, you know, uh, Langtang does an amazing job with his parody, with his, with his onion article parodies. And that's great. When I wanted you to have kind of the full comic story, um, was to have those sprinkled in for comedy, Mm -hmm. for reliability, whatever you want to call it, but then also at the heart of the book, having it be about, you know, Mark, his friends, his relationships, you know, and how he's going forward and, you know, how this kind of stuff is just part of his everyday life, but it's not the only thing that defines him
1: well and, and that's great because that's the one thing that that really is true about the business that, that you're accomplishing with your writing is you know you talk about the ensemble coming together all at one time you know in four right yep. it's you know we joke or we we sneer at the whole you know at this company we're a family okay mm-hmm. that that's nonsense all right but what happens is through the relationships you make in this business, mm-hmm that does become family. And what you're doing is uh, you've got all the good pieces of all the nonsense that we've all put up with in the business. But at the core, you're telling a story about these people. Yeah. You know, and, and and it's not, yes, it's retail, but you're kind of, it's kind of like eyes. You're looking behind the curtain, you know, with the characters. And, and that's why I love what you do because – it's real easy for all of us to talk about how bad retail or grocery or whatnot is because, it, it almost, you know, for the most part it is, all right? But <laughs> th- the relationships you make and, and, and the things you go through personally and leaning on those people with the relationships that you've made, that's the important part. That's the humanitarian yeah. part of it. And I think you're doing a really, really good job of kind of blending that it's like you have, you have a good insight into where I need to put, you know, the typical customer relationship thing and where I need to focus on the relationships that these people have. And uh, with that real quick, we've got some questions I wanted to get to you real quick. Um, So first thing was Irish connection asked, does the writing come easy from working retail? Do you have a lot of material to draw from pun intended? (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, so I wish I was doing the drawing uh, I have an incredible artists that I've worked with that are doing the drawing for me uh, I have a lot of, uh, of you know stories from retail and just different things and um, even just from friends and stuff like that um, that I definitely put in there one of the things that's that's in the series that's kind of a little bit in the background and eventually I really want to put in the foreground is this idea that I think a lot of people who don't haven't worked in a large scale mall. And I mean, malls are kind of dying, but King of Prussia, the one, if anybody knows the King of Prussia outside of Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. one of the biggest malls in the country, probably one of the only ones that will be left when we're all gone, um, is how much they can. I've worked at a comic book store where they basically went to them and said, we're going to buy out your lease because we want this other store to take the spot and we're going to move you. And you've got about a month to get to, to do, to get rid of it, to do that. Wow. Um, and, you know, that was something that I think a lot of people don't realize is a thing. And like, you know, what's the store going to do? You know, they being in that mall is a huge asset to them because they get foot traffic, which a lot of complex stores don't. Um, so I get that, but it doesn't, to me, it doesn't excuse treating someone like that, treating a company, treating, you know, a company like that who has been with the mall for a very long time.
1: Wow. Um, you just gave me an idea for an episode. I need to get in contact <laughs> with like mall managers or stuff because
0: I, that, that would be interesting. Cause it,
1: cause it really does sound like, you know, the people that run the mall are like, okay, this place isn't making enough money. We got somebody who could utilize a square feet, you know, more dollar per square foot. Mm-hmm. We're, yep. we're just, you know, booting you down, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like that's kind of in there and it, it will go a little bit more, but again, like kind of like you said, I'm trying, I'm, I am trying to do my best to kind of lean between Not only stories of, you know, dear customer, but then also things about, you know, things that I've gone through when it comes to, you know, just being in retail and being in your late 20s and, you know, mistakes you make or whatever, you know, kind of whatever it may be. Um, But, yeah, a lot of inspiration, a lot of inspiration still to come. So, yeah, I'm very excited for issue five.
1: All right. So next question was from Hero. You know Target does the thing each year where they choose a few quote-unquote small businesses to sell their merchandise. I wonder if they do it with literature, too. Have you ever
0: heard of that? I haven't. Um, It's definitely something that I would want to look into. I'd be interested to see how small they go because, you know, there are independent comic book companies that are much smaller than DC and Marvel, um, but still Pretty big compared to me. Um, always something I'm looking out for. Uh, I think the thing for me, though, honestly, is you know um, going through complex stores. I think that's where most of the fan, the most of the fan base is. Um, you know, and just because Target picks it up doesn't mean it's going to be in every store. I had a book that you know went to distribution, and you know, technically, you can order on Target's website; it's there. But I'm guessing it's because you know. They have a set allot allowment or they can order it from somewhere. It shows up, but like doesn't necessarily mean every store has it on their shelf, right? But it is available to purchase through them.
1: Well, I would think that the like you've got a better likelihood of getting discovered in a typical brick and mortar comic shop.
0: I I, I would. I mean, the place where if if anything's gonna come through, like for some of the, yeah, I think a lot of people are gonna take more uh, risks when it comes when it comes to comic book stores. Um, I think they're more because again, that's kind of like already a niche. Um, so yeah, so that, that's kind of like really worry focused. But then also, you know, I do most of my sales actually come through going to cons and just kind of meeting people there and talking to them, and that's probably my favorite just because I get to talk to people, you know, and you know. Talk about retail. Talk about you know just you know the city or whatever it is you know, and actually getting face to face with uh you know with people and really getting to talk to them about the book. So,
1: in dealing with like independent comic shops, so we we have one here in town, and mm-hmm. and now you have inspired me to go talk to them and be like, hey, I need you guys to carry this, and and, and it's a local. It's it's not mm-hmm. some chain thing. They just had a grand opening. What's the process?
0: I mean, really what that would come down to, and every place is going to be different. Uh, Some places do cosign, which pretty much means is that they're going to ask for a certain allotment of books. Um, Once all those books sell, they then would give you, you know, basically your earnings, which is going to be, um, you know, cost. And then you would send them more. Some places will do it where they'll buy it up front. They'll give you the cost up front and then they put it on the shelf and then, If they need more, they need more. But again, it comes down to this is all me and having, you know, distributing it to them. That's on me. You know, maybe keeping in contact to keep books on the shelf, which is something I still have work on. You know, that's on me, you know, Um, and especially, you know, this isn't something they can just go to, you know, on um, one diamond, the distribution, just go on the website, you know, put a keyword in and pops right up. Put the order order comes over you know, they'd have to call me, they'd have to email me. There's more steps. Um, And I want to be in as many comic book stores as I can, but I also need to be aware of where I am when it comes to being able to distribute that, having the time to send that out. So it's kind of a balancing act for me to kind of seeing like, okay, like where do I, you know, I want to be in as many shops as I can, uh, but I also want to make sure that if those shops do have the book, that I'm not just sending it to them and, you know, I, I forget about them. They forget about me. I want to have somewhat of a relationship and, you know, being able to keep the book on, keep the book on the shelf because at the end of the day, you know, if um, you know, not only like being there, but if you have a staff that likes you or really digs the book or, you know, is interested in that, there's a higher chance they might even recommend it to someone or, you know, have a, a a regular who really likes, you know, black and white less so like, oh, hey, we got this independent book from a guy from Philly. Hey, I think you really like it. So there's, it's like, that's the thing. But I think kind of like you said, like with anything, you know, I'm my own uh, PR person, I'm my own marketing person, my own shipping and distribution, my own accountant, which is probably the worst part for me. <laughs> um, luck- luckily, my wife is uh, much Man, better. Man, isn't it always
1: the wives that are the better with yeah. the money? It just is. I I have no shame (laughs) in admitting that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mine's great, but uh, – because I I suck at it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So – and that's kind of the thing. And I think for me – and, you know, you talked about an article about mental health earlier, and there is a huge aspect of it that involves mental health. There is a large gap between issue two and issue three, and on the back of issue three, I talk about why, and it came down to uh, very severe mental health issues – And me kind of dealing with that. And I think in retail, when you are dealing with a lot of people who, you know, where I always say, like, you know, what does it take to be a retail worker? You have to be able to have somebody spit in your face and, you know, smile back at them uh, a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, You know, that isn't good for your psyche. And so, you know, I, I also need to make sure that I'm not getting to the point where burnout happens. Because right. I want to keep making this book. And, you know, I'm starting to, you know, grow as weird. It's weird to say, and I'm sure you also get it, this idea of a fan base. It's a weird mm-hmm. concept for me to actually kind of comprehend that I have that.
1: Um, it's hu- And it's hard to build. It sucks.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It, it, it is. Um, but, like, you know, I have enjoyed, sl- you know, slowly you know, kind of bringing it up and, you know, I want to be able to keep making the books uh, for that too. But like, you know, also for me, you know, I really love creating this book and, you know, I want to, want to keep doing it. So I don't want to get to the point where I burn myself out. And then, you know, there's no more uh, retail,
1: you know, I, I, what, what's your turnaround? So, so let's say I went to this comic shop and said, Hey, efforts y'all need to carry this. Here's this guy. Get us. So like, what's your turnaround? Like when you negotiate or whatnot, you know, how long would it take? So you figure you're in Philly, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in South Carolina. So so how long would it take?
0: I mean, the thing is when it comes to like, if we're talking about from basically when uh, they would reach out to me to when I would be able to get to the books in store, um, I need to get some more books published, which is a whole other which is, which is another thing. But anyway, like, let's say like, we're at that point, right. You know, if they reached out to me, said, Hey, you know, I want X amount of books, you know, we would then basically all it would take was as long as the discussion comes of, okay, this is what we're going to do for money. You know, we all agree upon that, you know, the turnaround's not going to be that long, you know, as long as they're communicating, it really comes down to how quick the communication is happening. Heck, if like, you know, if we're able to get it all done in one day, you know, and I can and I have the issues and I can ship them out to them, you know, I'm going to try to do that as soon as possible. Um, So when it comes to the turnaround of that, that's one thing. The turnaround of actual issues is a lot tougher to say because most standard comics come out every month. I'm not able to do that Uh, financially. um, It's just not it's just not in the pay. I would love to do that, but I I just can't. so it would have to be something for me that, you know, I have to basically keep a communication with them if they want repeats or eventually be like, hey, guess what? Issue five is coming out you well, know, and kind of give them a heads up on that so they can kind of keep that in mind.
1: It, you know, with what you have going and and like I said, uh, okay, so I, I've worked kind of, sort of in the music business. All right. Mm-hmm. So, and and one thing that was told to me, Many years ago was, there's a million people that will like your song. You just have to find those million people. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, and not just your comic, but like indies in general. It's almost like you almost have like uh, an Avon setup where you've got like sales reps out there, you know. You know, yeah. you're pushing your stuff. And, mm-hmm. and you know, now that I think about that, you know, the Avon thing's kind of went the way of the Dodo. I mean, I just, independent people. I mean, it it doesn't matter if you're doing comics. It doesn't matter if you're doing podcasts. It doesn't matter if you're, you're creating stuff. You know, it, it's, especially with this content, if, if we're talking about retail and stuff like it, it is so, it's such a niche mm-hmm. thing, right? And we know. Yeah. How many people work in this business? And we know that there's millions mm-hmm. of people that would love what we do. How yeah. do we find them? And and you know, maybe this is something as a community, you know, myself, yourself, Adam Cott, whole nine yards. How do we figure out where to find these folks? Because there's a lot that we offer. There is there's you know it's a landing spot for people to tell their stories. You know, for you, mm-hmm. it's a landing spot to share stories, to give people some relief and understand that they know they're not alone. You know, we've got to find a way. And, you know, I think your comic's great. I really do. And I have since the moment I met you and, you know, the moment you sent me the episode, the, the issues, it's fantastic. we got to find a way to get it to the right people because we know they're out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and and that's something that like I always I always kind of wonder I always kind of wonder about. And you know, I've I've seen uh, there was a recent onion oh, yeah I wish I, I should have kept it. There was an onion article that I saw that I was like this is straight rip from serving time. You know, serving Ooh. time the serving times like to me you know blame tag serving times like. It's great parody and he oh, does such excellent. an amazing and he does such an amazing job um, that I, th- I think more people would really get a kick out of it. You know, right. uh, w- one of my favorite ones was um, what was it? it was like employee and um, well, was it? Employee takes like five extra minutes on their break. Economy. The crashes economy or crashes, something yes, because like, that? like that's what they make it feel like. It's just like, oh, you, you went over and it's just like everything's gonna you mm. know, because I, I, I spent five extra minutes, you know. Now, now everything, you know, now, now the entire economy has is come down because of me, and so it, it's incredible satire. And I, I absolutely, there's a bunch that have give that have made me very, have been, that I thought were very funny. And
1: I, you know, he, let me let me interject real quick how this blame tag thing and I started, and I don't know if he remembers this. I don't. He he may not remember. So <laughs> I started the retail war zone, and I started the Twitter, and initially I started doing memes. Okay. And I noticed this person kept posting the memes. I'm like, those are mine. <laughs> and so eventually at one point I put a little logo on the bottom corner so I could track it. And, and it was like, huh. And I remember him, I, I, I messaged, I found him on Twitter and I messaged him. And I'm like, Hey, why don't you check us out? And he was like, it's very ranty. I'm like, well, yeah, it's very ranty you know and and that's how it all started and now you come full circle we did a christmas song um he does the serving times and and the dude is, is such an amazing writer now what would be hilarious is him writing a story with you and turning it into some sort of offshoot because you know I will never I sat here in my room and read the entire serving times article about the guy who got lost in the stockroom, and i thought i was going to pee myself because <laughs> i just could not stop and, and and he's a fantastic asset to the community just like you are and and that's the thing you've got the serving times you've got what you do you got what we do you got other people who are out there on the same page what do we do to get it all kind of put together as a destination <laughs>
0: I mean, if I had the answers, you know, I have a lot of, you know, comic creators who don't write about retail, who do write other things that I wish I could also get on there. You know, I know. And like, you know, this almost is, is a great bookend um, and because I won't kind of go into too much. But for anyone that's read issue four, um, this, what we're talking about, having very talented people who maybe just aren't being seen mm. and it goes a little bit into that. Because um, it's something again that I that I think about a lot. How I I know a lot of creators or um, a lot of people that are extremely talented, um, but you know this isn't this this isn't a world for the most part uh, where a lot you know hardworking people you know they've got to do their nine to five, yep. and then they have to go home and do the whole five to nine thing or whatever whatever people call it or whatever. You know there are very few people unless you are in a Maybe a nice affluent family um, that you can just go out and really pursue, you know, whether that's music or, you know, writing or whatever it is, you know, you you got to work your work your butt off. And I, I firmly believe that there are, unfortunately, extremely talented people, you know, who who knows, we could have had the, the next kiss band, mm-hmm. you know, and we we just never, uh, you know, there's a great song uh, by my, one of my favorite bands, the Mountain Goats called the Best Ever Death Metal Band out of Denton. And it's and it's basically about you know two kids who want to start a death metal band, but you know doesn't go anywhere. It's, it's a great song. And, and, uh, and
1: that's a that's a brilliant point because one of my arguments about music today is everything's a product. It's not like it used to be. It, it's not like you get discovered playing in some dive bar. Oh, this band's great. We're going to sign them. Mm-hmm. It's not that way anymore, and, and I'm sure it's uh, it's hundred percent that way in every industry, just in the industry that you're in. You know, they're going to look at something and they're immediately going to be like, can we make X amount of dollars off of this? And if they can't, they're not even going to look at you. And and, and that's a suck because, you know, there's a certain stigma with the quote unquote term indie. Mm -hmm. And that's unfair because all indie is people trying to shoot their shot and trying to get people to listen and understand what they do. Yeah.
0: One of, uh, I know we're going up against it, but like one story that really reminds me, uh, one of the first cons I went to, I'd say as a professional, which is pretty much going to network, um, I've met Enrique Jang, uh, who create, who has a really fun small press, uh, company called red Stylos, done some incredible anthologies. Um, and Erica Schultz, um, who, um, has now done work at Marvel image. Um, she needs, there's a story she, I really want to write DC, but she's worked for the big boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, um, and at the time she was our, she was also doing some of that stuff, but she also had a self-published book. And so did Enrica. And at the time in my head it's just like, well, people that are self-published, it's just, they're not good enough to get published. Uh, it's, it's not good. And then I read both of their books and I was like, these are incredible. These mm-hmm. are fantastic. You know, it has nothing to do with their talent. It has everything to do with, you know, possibly being in the right spot, the right situation, you know, Uh, and, you know, just the circumstances that you're, you're given the privileges that you have, you know, and, and that's, that's kind of what it, what it comes, what it comes down to. And um, yeah, like I, again, I wish, you know, there, I wish uh, I could find some way to, you know, that's, that's kind of the goal is to, you know, kind of help and build up the community Um, but you know, finding that way of doing it, which is always, you know, of course it's always the hard part.
1: Yep. Okay. So it's, it's time. All right. It's time. time. So we're getting ready to go over the question of the week. Okay. I told everybody at the beginning of the episode that you, if you're in the chat and you weren't able to participate on Twitter, this is your, this is your chance to shine. Now, the first question Steven is hybrid asked, are these going to be autographed?
0: Um, yeah. If you want me to autograph them, I definitely, I definitely can.
1: Okay. Now, does that's, this, that's this, up to the person? Does this include four?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent.
1: Okay. So episode, I mean not episode, issue one through four of retail. Okay. Yeah. So give us just a second. I'm look. He's got them there in his hand. I'm going to post what we got on Twitter and if you have a response that you want to give put it in the chat give us time to read it when we get back okay but let's see what we got here so as far as what we're doing this was steven's idea he he reached out to me and said hey let's 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 give away a series i'm like okay how are we gonna do it and he was the one who suggested question of the week so Here we go. This is what we got on Twitter so far. So I'm going to read them to you, Steven. I'm sure you've you've already read them. Uh, What I'm interested to see is what comes through the chat. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so as far as question of the week goes, blame tag, the ability to create non-sentient, robotic-minded clones of myself, kind of like multiple man. I'd send them to work and then do whatever i want at the end of the shift they just stop existing that was pretty good then karen harrison said persuasion just allow my point to get through to one freaking customer (laughs) which i thought was excellent um we're gonna we're going to uh uh probably what's the word um Irish already has your comics hanging on the wall. So we'll just say that (laughs) Irish connection, the ability to freeze time. This will enable retail mischief. Karen starts kicking off freeze snap back. Now Karen is outside and finds herself mid sentence in a busy intersection holding four fried chickens and a Coke. (laughs) (coughs) 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 Hybrid hooligan telepathy and mind control to inflict all the emotion, pain, customers, and management contribute right back to them and politicians. It would be like the final scene in The Crow where he gives the villain all the pain and all the suffering all at once. I like that one because I'm a, I'm a Crow guy. Um, Sassy Maggie, my regular superpower that I've always wanted, invisibility, so I could bump into all the customers or close doors on their feet drop things on them, etc. Uh, Peter J. Larravee, self-duplication. If one of me is working, the other can be resting. Another can be taking care of the family, and one of me can be riding. Then we can swap around. I might almost have enough time to get everything done. <laughs> and then Grayson uh. Kent, I would have wanted either telepathy to reduce shrinkage or telekinesis so it would have been easier to clean up the messes people make. So that's what we got on Twitter. Okay, <laughs> let, let's see what we got. Oh, what we got is girls18.xyz. Find your love in your city. You are blocked. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, wow, that's great. Uh, Hero says teleportation of customers, product, myself, whatever. Karen to the middle of the sweatshop or Darren to the fields of organic wheatgrass. Yep. Just teleportation.
0: You know, you know, it'd be great about that one. that? If you you got someone really going at you, yeah, like, I I don't know how far we can take it. I'm going to see it as a character called blink where you can kind of just go anywhere. Yeah. Be like some lady's really giving to you. Be like, you know what, man, I'm going to, I'm going to help you find the per, I'm going to get you to the person in charge. Just teleport her to like the CEO's office. Be like here. There's the CEO you want. He's like, how about you talk to him and then just get out of there?
1: All right. So the next one is uh, Russell says, enchant on them your life. And they know you don't want to be there, but you have to. Yet you'll answer them. The nightmares in store. She says, I'd totally want to do some freaky Friday type stuff. Swap places with annoying customers and just badger them to bits for a whole shift. So, um, I I, I'm gonna give it just a couple of seconds here. Who who else we got? Is, is that all we got? And and then I will let Steven decide who the winner is. And if Steven needs to run back through, I will. Uh, skinny elephant pyrokinesis. So I can throw <laughs> fire at Karen's and burn my workplace down when I'm mad. Oh my God. That's great. Um, and then hybrid says he's got a new one. Create a clone of them to make them attack themselves. Oh okay. <laughs> my god! Um, wow. Okay, so that's where we're at right now. So, 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 what are you leaning towards so far, Steven? If you need me to go through them again, let me know.
0: So I, I think I know which one I would, I would pick, and uh, this to me goes to I think a lot of who I am as a person. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think the one thing that could possibly hopefully help some of these people become better customers is getting some type of empathy Mm -hmm. to the worker and what we go through. Um, The freaky Friday thing. I, I love the teleportation that was winning, but I love the idea of being able to, okay, how about now we're different places and that person has to work the rest of your shift. Maybe then they'll understand like, Oh crap, like this isn't, you know, I hate the term unscaled worker or unskilled work, unskilled work or unskilled work, whatever it is, because every, everything, every work is a skill. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, like I, I would love for someone who's yelling why their French fries aren't ready and then they got to work the rest of their shift at McDonald's. He wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, so the, uh, Freaky Friday for me, they were all really good. There were some very good ones. I really like the multiple man stuff and being able to create multi- duplications of yourself. Um they're all really, really good, but I something about I, and I felt back' because it was like the last one, but that one really hit me and said, you know what, like if if I, yeah, like I I, I really like that one.
1: That's awesome. Nightmares in the store, you win. So so what do we do? Does she need to to message you on Twitter?
0: Yeah, I think actually nightmares may have like just started. I think she uh, may have just started following me. She actually, may have. Um, but yeah, all she needs to do is um, just shoot me a direct message um, or send me an email, whatever you whatever you want to do um, at Stephen.Petrovelli at Gmail or, you know, just send me a direct message and say, hey, here are my uh, here's my address. I really hope you're not international, but if you are, I'll deal with it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll I'll take and I'll be able to get the issues out to you uh, as soon as I can.
1: That is awesome. Okay. Having said that, congratulations, not Um, I'm so glad you're in the community. I know. I think your attachment is via blame tag and you know, all things tie back to blame tag
0: good or bad so it, it, ranty it, was my first one he's the one that got me in in the beginning when issue one came out yeah and it, it kind of it retweeted quite a bit and ranty got me on his podcast so he's the first one that really got me in there uh-huh. and I need to we need to I need to catch up with him you do because um,
1: he's boy he's been through some mess yeah, <laughs> he has been um, through some mess
0: so uh, if you go back in the archives I don't know how many years now ago but you'll there's an old episode with me with just issue one um, but yeah, blame and like everybody, I mean, you know.
1: it's that, that's the cool thing about all this. And, and this is something that I won't throw out there again. I don't know how we can do it. I'm, I'm just still going to say it's going to be Atlanta. There has to be a retail war zone con. We have to have, we have to get all these people together and, and, and all these people have to bring their friends and whatnot. It'd be a good time. Really good time. You know? We, we, I, shit, I'd give you an entire hour to stand on stage and and, (laughs) and, and talk, you know, because that's what's really important. And this is something I'm going to start pushing going forward is the chat in what we do is so amazing. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's the input from people on the outside that make it all worthwhile. And, and mm-hmm. I would love to be able to sometime in the future, have a big thing that we could all just go and do. And I'd love to have you there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that, um, definitely would, I definitely love to be a part of and, you know, definitely something I think we need to, we'll definitely, uh, need to talk about more.
1: Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll be on that. 2023 is coming. You know, I got, I got some big plans. So, in 2023 i'll start be reaching out to people and, and and we'll see what we can figure out but having said that we're sitting at 9 11 p.m. um any final words
0: sir um you know uh the holidays are upon us and you know it's it's can be really hectic out there and you know whether you know you could be working you know i don't know people's got holiday hours people you know, we're doing ins you know, people have to, you know, close the store and be there till 2 a.m. and then have to be there the next day at 7 o'clock, uh, you know, to open the store. Um, and, you know, that so, you know, what I what I and, you know, dealing with customers all the time. What I would honestly say to everybody, and this is just, you know, I can do my spiel by the book, but like I feel everyone knows that's kind of what I would say, you know, just, you know, uh, everyone take care of yourself. You know, mental health is a big thing and um, I'm very passionate about it. And, you know, uh, you know, please, you know, if whether wherever what it is, but especially during the holidays, it is definitely um, on the rise of, you know, take care of yourself, um, take care of others that you love and your coworkers, workers um, and, you know, do your best to, you know, just have the best holiday that you can.
1: Awesome. So the one question I want to ask is, can we get can we get together and get this Disney episode? up and running
0: i was talking to my wife about that yeah well let's i really want to talk uh a little bit further about that because i think she's got a lot of interesting stories working at the actual parks
1: yeah so get with her i i mean i'm open i don't have anything scheduled as of right now just get with her because that is i can only imagine how fascinating oh, that mess is. it's
0: it's very it's very interesting. So yeah, it's definitely something that uh, I've talked to her and uh we'll have to try to set up if we can.
1: Yep, and tell her she doesn't have to be on camera. She can give me a fake name in the whole 9 yards. I will just that works. Uh, I'll put a Mickey Mouse hat up and we'll be good.
0: It'll it'll be Mrs. will be like Mrs. Retail.
1: Mrs. Retail. Okay, cool. You you guys figure it out and we'll do it. So, having said it, everybody, have a great night. Go support everybody. That's associated with what we do, you know, whether it be Steven blame tag, whoever go support it and let, let's work towards turning this thing into something really, really cool. Cause like I said, I'd love to have some kind of shindig in Atlanta where, you know, a lot of people show up and, and we can have all these. Can you imagine we can have a, a Steven panel <laughs> and then we can have a blame tag panel and then we can have a retail war zone. OG panel. We can get Irish over here to the United States. That would be fantastic. It'd be a good time. So, you know, you guys push this stuff around. All right. So let, let, let's do something. Let, let's make it more in 2023 than what it is now. And Steven, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate what you're doing. I love the comics. They're great. And it, Anything I can do to help you, I will.
0: Thank you. Uh, Same. But thank you for having me back on and being able to ramble about comics or whatever it is. I'm always, it's always fun to be on and always happy to uh, be able to talk again.
1: Yep. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Please stay safe. Do your best at what you do. Don't take no shit. And we'll see you next time.